and welcome to the panelists, an internet panel show with delightful arguments and stakes even lower than our budget. I'm your host, Kathleen DeVere, and my big mood is permanently going through a lot. This week, I'm joined by team, whatever the hell your team name is. You didn't tell me before we started because I didn't ask you. <laughs> That's very astute. It's so long. That's such a long team name. Mm. I wanted us to go with, this is my rifle, this is my pun. Oh, that's, that's a much better team name. Let's do that. Yeah, all right. This is my rifle. This is my pun. And uh, what's your guys' team name again? Certainly because I didn't forget it, not because I just didn't ask you. Uh, we're the Quizzical Sciences. It used to be our pub trivia name because we had a physicist, a biologist, and a chemist, and Serge. I helped. I didn't know. Our physicist moved away. That's bad news. And in good news... Good news! You are a locally notable sculptor, and as such, you have been hired to design an inspirational statue to go in front of the local sports viewing complex. Unfortunately, the person in charge of the project at City Hall is either incredibly incompetent or an extremely patient nihilist, so the theme is the ultimate futile struggle of humanity. What do you sculpt, Team Pun Gun? We need a giant ball. Because what sports complex doesn't want to be reminded of what happens inside the sports complex? That's right. Furthermore, we should probably have someone pushing that ball up some sort of hill or ramp. Yeah, to show like you know human achievement and and how and ambition to be how good it is to actually get get to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And also that that rock is definitely just going to roll back down that ramp later. Yeah. But we could make it a kinetic sculpture, in fact, and we could have Ooh. we could basically have the 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 statue holding it in place, and then every fifty five minutes. It just collapses and the ball just rolls over it and maybe hits some small children. I feel that the Sisyphean angle is played out. We need something maybe a bit more metaphorical, maybe a bit more high-minded about, you know, how we can address uh, never-ending struggles. I was thinking literal nothing. You put the podium where the statue is supposed to go. You put the fenced-off area where no one's allowed to go. And people will walk up and be like, did somebody steal it? Where did it go? <gasps> this is where the statue went. Where did our $50 million of taxes go for this statue? Right, and you're flying away on a plane drinking champagne at that moment. I didn't think about stealing all the money. Well, that's why we have team search. Oh. So maybe we should be putting like a lot of lights on this so that it also turns into like a discotheque. Oh, I mean, but only for five minutes at yeah. the end of the cycle of movement. So right. it's like just barely disappointing and never really quite gets the party started either. Right, so once it injures a bunch of kids, um, the lights come on and there's <laughs> and like there's there's like this there's like yeah, a, a little mini celebration. Yeah, that like and there's there's like because I thought you just meant like spotlights, but you mean like like literally like you want like a DJ set, you want the whole mm. rack to be going off. There's just like a whole yeah, bunch of inside, celebration. Inside the big Sisyphean ball, there's yeah. gonna be like speakers and there's gonna be like black lights and yeah. whatever, you know, the bottom of a cool car. The chain kicks in at the end of the ball and it starts ratcheting it back up the thing, and as it starts to get back to the top, you're hearing do and just before the drop gets everything shuts down, the guy comes out back out of the hill again and rests his hands on it. And you get another 55 minutes to wait. Yeah, the music stops and everyone kind of just goes back to work and remembers that life is terrible. Yeah, especially those kids. Yeah. What are you going to do with your $50 million, Serge? That's what I was just thinking. Like, two weeks into their project, we're already at the Bahamas. Right. We're already sitting in our in our penthouse condo. Mm -hmm. We've blown half of it on the, on the party. Uh, not the Bahamas. Our Bahamas. Right, of course. <laughs> You've essentially... 
You've scammed the money out of a, of a, out of a well-meaning, hopefully, or just incompetent government. And what, what do you have to show for it? Everything! You succeeded! You made it! Well, hardly, Beach. I mean, we're mortal. Basically, what we're doing is we're taking this money and redistributing it to a, a, a small island economy. You know, it's going to go into, you know, rum producers and procurers, um, probably small arms manufacturers. High-end housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I don't necessarily disagree with the ends, but it was the means that I have the problem with. Yeah, think so, about your own lives. You two, in a, in a way here, are a total success. You know, you've managed to completely pilfer the idiotic town in which you were hired to, to deliver this sculpture. Meanwhile, Beej and I are taking on the sculpture in a form in our own lives, really just demonstrating it perfectly about how no matter how hard you try to build a cool, you know, disco ball um, Sisyphus rock sculpture, you'll never quite get there. The fact that you have tried at all fundamentally shows you don't understand what the challenge was. They wanted to learn nihilism. And the fact you're putting in so much effort means you don't get it at all. What did we give them for their money? Nothing. Furthermore, Nelson, I am never not only thinking of my own life. That's why I'm willing to turn it into art by taking all this money, living a life of lavish excess for probably four or five weeks until Ooh, my heart ambitious. detonates like a yeah. claymore mine. And then, you know, uh, people will be like, huh, well, isn't that ironic? Without really understanding what that word means and going back to their phones. And then everybody ends up with nothing. Except, I guess, the people living in the small island country you've turned into a banana republic. Yeah, I mean, I think Cam's Coke dealer is going to be doing really well out of this. We are helping the local economy. Well, I guess a flawless argument from Cameron and Serge with the small drawback of what small town with an incompetent nihilist helming the sculpture department has $50 million to give you? You were going to get, like, twenty-five grand to bash some tinfoil together. We could still do a lot with twenty-five grand. Yeah, I could make a dent in my monthly student loans. All right, one point there, and six points there to you guys for actually trying, which I guess goes against the, the spirit of the prompt, but they think you got to take your points where you can get them. Also, I want to make sure that I can keep track of who's supposed to win at the end, even though it's meaningless, like that sculpture. In other good news, good news! There has been a tear in the space-time continuum, and it has resulted in a localized interdimensional duplication incident. There are now two of you. You do not have an identical twin. You have an identical copy who is exactly you, from your hair to your brainwaves to the partially digested burrito in your lower intestines. So do you and you decide to tackle your many troublesome life issues, such as work, cleaning, and jury duty, parent trap style, or do you just draw straws and let whichever one of you wins walk away and start a new life? This is a real Cameron's Dilemma you've handed us. <laughs> you kind of want both, don't you? Well, I mean... The, the, the issue is, do you trust your perfect double enough to evenly split tasks? Or, if you go your separate ways, do you trust them not to uh, take out a $4 trillion loan against you? So when I was traveling, I met somebody who was very, 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 very similar to me. Mm -hmm. We hated each other. We were too similar. It was crazy. So, separate ways then? I don't know. Now that you talked about the loan. Oh, no. You know what would make this easier? If you had a double and one of you could choose one answer and one of you could choose the other. I, I personally think that this, you can rationalize it, right? Mm -hmm. Say you try to go and live your own separate life. Like you try to 
say, hey, double, here's all of my problems. You know, I got to change all these diapers and rip out these carpets. Here you go. Then you go out often. You get to live your own life. But the thing is, you already got yourself to the position you're in now. So even if you try to start over, what's to say you wouldn't just amass all of the same problems again? Yeah. And now you've thrown away the chance to only do half the, the work. So for me, it's easy. I want to definitely try to try to get my double to take on half the chores. It's complicated too because when you're when you're the, the amount of money that is currently coming into my household right now is enough to sustain two adults. And those two adults are one of me and one of not me. And if we have three adults, two of which are me, I've seen me eat. But you've How? also seen you bring in some money, right? Can't other you just go and get another job? I, that's the thing is the other me would be like, it, go ahead and get another job. So, And I guess that works because if it's like, if there was two full-time incomes coming from the same social uh, social insurance number, that would be fraud almost mm. assuredly. I'd have to demonstrate, no, there's just two of me. We're doing the same thing. But yeah, if, if, if one of us maintains a self-employment income, the other one maintains like, I'm going to go out and get a job and get benefits, then maybe that could work too. And, and I'm like, I think, I think there's a way to recover from that. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the both of us saying to each other, okay, which one of us today stays home and fills out job applications for those jobs that have benefits and higher salaries? And which one gets to go have creative fulfillment and make way less money so we can afford to do that? And if we have to, like, if we're down to, like, the same brainwaves, rock, paper, scissors, scissors is never going to get solved. Cam, I think our solution is the best because how much would it suck to be jealous of yourself? Well, this is my exact problem. Because if you go your separate ways, you're going to wind up thinking, well, obviously, the other me is going to write that novel. The other me is going to, like, get fit. And that can't stand. That can't stand at all. This is going to be the ultimate self-improvement drive because you know there's another version of you who knows all of your stuff. They have all of your ideas. Okay. So you have to get on it first before they do and make all the money. Thank God you didn't just suggest kill the other few. Because oh. I thought that's where you were going. No, and, oh. I finally met my match, Serge. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Your challenge. Challenge mode. Better cam mode. Good. Mm. That's what I was thinking, too. Let the other you forge you into the best version of yourself. The problem I have with that is that I also know me. Like, like I've seen myself eat, I've heard myself think. And the things that I've thought have been, when I have some time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out more. When I have some time, I am going to actually read a book. <laughs> and if there is another me and we're like, shake hands and go the other directions, the problem is, is that we both know what each other thinks. We'll be like, well, while I'm gone doing the thing, the other person will do all the things that I need to do with my life that I haven't gotten around to doing yet, that that one will be the one that gets fit. And that one will be the one that, you know, does some fancy thing that I can't think of a lot of things that I want in my life right now. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but that's what it's like being an adult. You just run out of things to want. And... That's going to be the problem, right? Is it's like, we both know that the other one will be the one that will actually do it. And then we'll be like, but then we won't do it. Because we'll know the other one will do it and that'll be good enough. And then we'll meet up with each other in like five or ten years and be like, what, we both got fat? <laughs> See, my, my thing is that uh, what would drive me to want to do all this stuff is pure actual self-loathing. Only now it has an avatar. 
the embodiment of all your fears is you. Yeah, and not only fears, but absolute revulsion. It's like when you see yourself on film and you realize that you slouch and it makes you like sit up, maybe a bit straighter in your chair. So wait, Team Cameron Surge, are you kicking away your double or are you holding them close? I think we're stalking our double. <laughs> Can you please help me to understand the question and, and your answer to it in terms of what we're doing right now? Because I'm feeling like our team is, we're too afraid to let our double go. <laughs> because what if, you know, what if something else has like, no, you have to stay here because we have to try to make, like, we have to try to split this work evenly. So here's the problem, Nelson. Imagine you look at yourself in the mirror and instead of the voice in your head saying you suck, you say you suck. <laughs> that's your life now. And that's why other you has to go. Okay, I see that issue, but I feel like we've just got some good workarounds. For example, say you're in a room with someone that you don't like. What do you do? Just not make eye contact. So you could be living close, you know, interconnected lives with your double, but just try never to really look at them because it'd be a little bit too like, you know, standing at the edge of a cliff or something, right? You don't want to spend time looking at them. You don't want to like look deeply at them. Mm -hmm. You just want to let them do the dishes because you did the dishes this morning. What do you do if you come home and find yourself having sex with your wife? Applaud? Join in, maybe? Hopefully we're getting there. A sense of relief. Mm. Do you have sex with yourself? To applause. Join in, maybe? And a sense of release. <laughs> My major problem is that if you get healthy, how do you know that your double won't hunt you down for your organs? Ooh, if you get sick, do you hunt your double down for their organs? Well, once this enters <laughs> your brain, you can never sleep soundly again because you know your the thought will have occurred to your double. Don't you ever just get so tired sometimes that you just want someone else to do everything that you have to do, though? Just let yourself die without the worry that you won't live a complete life. You know, they're going to harvest your organs and you're going to die, but dying won't have the same sting that it used to. The Go major on. It's like the prestige. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. You're still alive. You're still doing that stuff. You got the girl and you have a great career and yeah, also you're dead. The major flaw is if you're tired, other you is also tired and they also don't want to do it. Well, they're, they're not the same person. Like they're not the same physical body. Like unless you're just talking about the general state of always feeling tired, which I just assume now is just what adulthood is like. But it's like, you're like, I hate doing the dishes. Other me do the dishes. You're like, no, I also hate doing the dishes. I would counter that by saying that I hate doing the dishes by myself because it takes twice as much time as if someone is helping me. So if I'm there and I'm there, then I'm going to get done in half the time. That's pretty good. I feel like that's the whole crux of our argument right there. There's a very interesting thing that's going to happen, which is other you is going to show up. And in your heart, if you're happy with your life, you'll stay. And in your heart, you'll be like, finally, I'm free. See you later. And you peace off. Then you have to take a hard look at yourself and be like, what am I doing? So I think the answer here is if other you shows up and stays, you're doing fine. And if they take off, Ooh, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you're in their position and just the you that you see is like, I'm free. So long, sucker. Yeah. You both make a break for the door at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The question really supposes that you are in control of this other person somehow. But if you've met any of us, you'll know that that's just not going to be the case. The other problem I have with this is if they arrive with all of our kit, i.e. our cell phone, this will be like that problem in Primer where they're trying to decide whether the versions of themselves from the other timeline are getting their text messages because the phones have the same chip. 
Maybe we're back to that first conclusion you had, which was just kill them immediately. <laughs> I'm worried now. Well, I think we've decided that what I actually opened there was a horrifying case of worms that has probably going to give at least a few people nightmares. But I think we learned a lot about all of our panelists today, their hopes, their fears, their neuroses, and the fact that Serge met somebody he didn't like. I can't even fathom Serge not liking somebody. That seems alien to me. As alien as a clone that pops in unannounced and with a stomach full of banana bread and a, go and a colon full of farts. So I think I say that this team wins and this team wins and that team wins and that team wins because I feel that both teams did both arguments in varying degrees, which is perfect for the question and wholly unsatisfying for you, the viewers. So thank you very much. This has been The Panelists. Thank you.